64 Tacos Podcasts presents Is this song good? This is episode 18 Ben Uncle Soul 7 Nation Army Hi, welcome back to uh, the Is This Song Good podcast series. Um, this time on the, we're doing a another covers uh, song version. And so uh, I picked um, the White Stripes song, Seven Nation Army, and the cover is by uh, Ben La Uncle Soul, um, a sort of soul, funk soul artist. Um that I'm not actually very familiar with. Uh, and so this one was kind of just like, uh, I was looking around and, and saw this and listened to it. And I thought, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, different, different take, different style. Um, and so I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. So I, I really, I liked it. I thought it was a neat, um, neat take on the song. It, uh, definitely brought a different feel to the, uh, you know, you're very stripped down, uh, bluesy electric guitar, uh, uh, song that seven nation army is, and then gave it some, gosh, soul and funk and kind of got you moving a little bit as you were listening to it. I, I thought it was a neat, uh, neat rendition of it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think it was, this is another in the category of did something completely different with the song and, um, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't think it's the only way to make a good cover, but um, it, it is a it is a reason for it to exist, um, whether for good or ill. I don't know, but um, in this case, I think it's for good because uh, it, it's a it, it's not a song that I um, would have thought would have slide neatly into the sort of like funk uh, type uh, soulful category. Um, that's just really not very. <laughs> Uh, Jack White ish, um, yeah. tortured is probably as close as he gets to a to a soulful, but um, um, or you know, sounding pissy. That's another thing that he likes to do, which is great. I love Jack White. I love the White Stripes um, and Raconteurs mm-hmm. and everything else. But um, yeah, I thought it was really it was completely different, and that's great. And um, and it made me sort of uh, think about how well the sort of really simple melody that sort of you know iconic riff how well that translates um it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. in a way that it would go into sort of like a sort of like a a a a, um like an r&b ish sort of song because like that's a genre that's all about vamping over like a groove you know and so, well, it's, it's got a, it's got a very distinctive, you know, I wouldn't call it a groove in the original. It's more of like a riff, but, um, they're just sort of like dancing around that. And uh, yeah, I think it, it works pretty well. I wouldn't say that I loved it. Um, it, yeah, it, it was a little, I wouldn't say that it was, um, you know, um, it was not cheesy is completely the wrong word. That's not what I meant. It's, 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 it's nice. It's, it's almost a little gimmicky in, and that's just maybe how I think about that genre of music a little bit. Like we'll add a little bit of, you know, you know, fun to this. And it's, it's a bit of a weird combination, but which kind of makes it interesting and great. So like, that's, you know, that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing, but um, I, for me, the, 
it's missing the sort of wildness that the original has. Yeah. And you know, I also love just over overdriven distorted guitar stuff. And of course it's missing that, you know. Um so yeah. it started out uh you know the first couple times i heard it i was like oh yeah this is this is kind of cool what you know what are what are they doing here they're kind of you know turning the whole thing on its head and then the more i listened to it the more i started to dislike it um (laughs) because it uh and it's it's not that i don't like the song it's just that it's sort of it made me appreciate the original a lot more i i can i can relate to that too (laughs) Yeah. But the, yeah. One of the one of the things that we talk a lot about, or we've talked about in the past before, Dan, is how uh, Meg's Meg White's drumming <laughs> in the White Stripes is kind of a, a little bit. You know, it's not very, It's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of like uh, you know it kind of shifts around a little bit and. Well, she's not she's not a good technical drummer at all. Like that's she's yeah. she's an amateur, uh, and somehow it works because of the it definitely. The works. crazy and, and wildness of, of 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 the of this recordings. Yeah, as I listened to this cover, I was like, "This sounds too perfect. It sounds too calculated. <laughs> it's it's like exa- they're exactly hitting where they're supposed to hit, and and I I need it to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of this strange, like you know, as much as I sort of rag on Meg White's drumming, it's like you're right. Yeah. It does fit with with. Uh, with the white stripes and with what Jack white does with his, you know, sort of raw emotion and his, and his guitar work. And, um, and so, and with this cover, I, I, it lost that, like it took that out of it. And, and so, yeah, it made me appreciate the original more. uh, And, and this, it's not, it's not bad what they did with it. It, It's kind of neat in, in its own right. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not exactly like going to seek this out and want to listen to it more. And, you know, maybe I would throw it on like a covers playlist, you know, to, to just kind of mix things up a little bit. Like, oh yeah, I, I know that, you know, the, the, the riff I, I've heard that before. Um, and it just kind of pops out, but, uh, but yeah, like the, the more I listen to this one, the more it just sort of kind of tanked for me. <laughs> um, the, the initial impression I got of it, uh, lost its magic and the the original kind of started to bubble up and and you know, the the original i've always loved it it's just that um uh it, it was always kind of like the hit radio signal si- single from yeah from the white stripes it's the it's their biggest song i think without a doubt it's like a stadium yeah. you know staple now you go at a sporting event you're gonna hear it at some point you know yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting though because like I I totally agree that the seven uh, the uh, white stripes version is is better and I if I'm gonna pick one that's the one I'm gonna pick but mm. I really appreciated the technical accuracy of the cover. <laughs> yeah. It was like oh finally everything is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, now that said, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to the white stripes version and yeah. love that infinitely more. But it was yeah. really refreshing to have that um, that organization yeah. and structure in a song that I that I love so very much. Um, yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And it's funny because Meg White's playing went from you know this is classic like you know like like hipster you know uh, <laughs> it went from being like oh isn't it great that the drummer isn't like concerned about technique and it's all about emotion <laughs> to right. they became popular yeah. and it was oh meg white's such a such a such a technically deficient drummer you know it's really you know it's right. it's like you know 
and and I there are songs of theirs that I find it I actually find it distracting. I'm like, nope, yeah, God, damn it, that's could you just been a little bit better there? Because it's yeah. hard to not hear it. I mean, and I, Dave, you've you've had you have this too. I mean, you've been in band, you know, bands with us. But like, you know, mm-hmm. if you play and you you even play the drums back back when we were you know teenagers. But if if you I, play I the drums, drum set and made noise well, with it, yes. I've heard you play a couple of songs <laughs> before you quickly shifted over to the microphone. But but yeah, <laughs> but you're you're playing on John Allen when we wrote that first song back when we were like right. sixteen was as technically like proficient as much of the recorded stuff. Now that said, could Meg White lay down a better drum track if Jack White wasn't like, nah, fuck it. We we want the we want it to be raw in one take. Probably. You know, yeah. I don't think she's yeah. like a, a actual awful <laughs> drummer. I think that's part of what Jack White was looking for. And maybe that's just mm-hmm. taking advantage of the limitations and being like, if we make it all sort of immediate and garage and sloppy then no, then it doesn't matter if if you know if I have a drummer who's going to nail everything because you know he's he's a good drummer he's played drums in what Dead Weather I think he plays drums in and uh, he he's yeah. a much better drummer than she is he could have just recorded that stuff himself I think he wanted that sort of looseness but I do sometimes find it distracting in some of the songs but sometimes sometimes some of the songs that, that like her sort of like. I'm going to bash away at this ride symbol as hard as I can, just create a wall of sound <laughs> or, you know, I'm hitting, I'm all, all like, you know, my right foot and my, and my left hand and my right hand are going to hit things consecutively. It's the simple, it's like complete mm-hmm. caveman bonehead drumming, but it's like perfect. It's absolutely perfect yeah. for the song. So I, I think it's, it has its, its drawbacks and its merits. And it is, it is like, to me, when the Black Keys came out, I was like, oh, it's the White Stripes with a good drummer, you know, which is sort mm-hmm. of like a yep. shorthand <laughs> version of what the Black Keys are. And of course, that's that's unfair, you know, but at the same time, would I rather listen to the Black Keys than the White Stripes right now? No, I, the White Stripes is more memorable and distinctive, and that's probably down to songwriting as much as anything else. But at the very mm-hmm. least, Meg White doesn't interfere with your ability to enjoy the songs, even if she is a very poor, you know, like you know, in the realm of drumming, you know she's she's definitely on the on the bottom tier of as far as like talent. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't ruin the White Stripes. Occasionally, it's like come on, you know. But like for the most part, it's really effective. No, she she's the drummer that the White Stripes needed so that yep. Jack White could do whatever he wanted. Yeah, um, it and, gave him license and, and, for his bizarro solos and and yeah. like noises and his you know, like $15 guitars that needed to be properly grounded, but nobody ever bothered to do it. So they're, you know, squalling and feedback and all this stuff. So you're right. <laughs> right. It wor- It works for what he was trying to do with the band. Yeah. And they, they um, together it works. Absolutely. She's never going to be hired by... <laughs> By another, by a professional musician to be yeah. the studio drummer in, no. in their recording album recording. So yeah, but yeah. So yeah, to sum it so, up, uh, fun, fun little cover, but it doesn't really hold a candle to the original. Um, no, for me, I I agree. It, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed listening to it, but I'm definitely going to listen to the original. Um, if I'm yeah. if I'm listening to Seven Nation Army. Yep. So for vo- for votes, we're saying yes. Yes, it's yes, it's a it's good, a good song. cover. Okay, yep. yes, it's a good song. It's okay. a good cover. I like that it diverges from the original. That's yeah. Like like uh, Dan said, it's not required for a cover to be good, but I I think you're more likely to get me to enjoy it if you do. Yeah, um, it's more. You got to do it right. Yeah, 
you've got to do it right if you're going to do it. That was yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yes. I give it a, a marginal passing grade. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it a good cover? It, it had, I, I, like you said, like you said, Zach, it's fun at first. And then you're like, okay, you've worn your welcome out a little bit. Like, and not to say that yeah. if it popped up two years from now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's this cover. And I'd listen to it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. It, it, it gets, it gets by. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, I, I just feel like it, it's missing. I don't know. Like, what was he trying to do? Like, it, he was trying to make something different and he succeeded and it's yeah. interesting, you yeah. know, but, um, but yeah, it, it was, it, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't have any of the power of the original. Um, and it's also, it's, it's, I find that that sound to be utterly forgettable, pleasant, but utterly forgettable. Like yeah. uh, that, that whole genre, that whole genre of, of that sound of music. I'm always like, no, oh, this is pretty good. But then I, I don't care, you know, like, it's yeah. not something I hate, but it's not something I get excited about either. I think that's where it, mm-hmm. it kind of falls short for me. Although it it is fun to hear it to be completely different um, than the original. Mm-hmm. I think that's its best uh, virtue. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that wraps up our podcast this week. Uh, next week, we're going to continue the covers. And um, I'm gonna, I'm the, we're doing a song I picked. And I'm going to continue with my theme of early nineties grunge songs covered by music legends um, with uh, Johnny Cash's version of the Soundgarden song, Rusty Cage. And your theme of songs that sound nothing like the original. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tune in for, look for that next week. All right. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 